Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today, and I can't wait to talk to you about today's topic. On today's episode, I am going to be talking to you about whether or not you are living a life that when you look back on your life someday, somebody wouldn't say that was a life well lived. Did you follow your dreams? Did you take actionable steps towards your dreams? Or did you live an existence where you were merely surviving? There's a big difference. Today I'm going to talk to you about the difference between surviving and being in survival mode and actually living and going after your dreams. And I'm even going to give you some actionable steps to help you in moving towards finding your dreams or realizing your dreams. But before we get started with today's episode, we have a word from our sponsor. Let me ask you a quick question. How do you define success? Is that your definition of success or is that the definition of your conditioning? How your parents wanted you to define it all along? Your programming? What you say just to fit in? Maybe it's the masks that you've been wearing that cover your true essence. My name is Matt Labrie, host of the top 1% globally ranked podcast, Decoding Success. With over 200 plus episodes with some of the world's leading game changers such as Mel Robbins, Grant Cardone, the holistic psychologist Dr. Nicola Perra, Dean Graciosi, Patrick Bet-David, and many more, we dive into the deepest of conversations to help our listeners remove the masks that we wear, heal, grow, and thrive while stepping into our real and authentic selves. By tuning in, you're going to hear conversations that are highly relatable, motivating, comforting, conversations to learn from, and much more. If you are ready to join in this powerful movement of digging deep and uncovering our greatness, tune into the Decoding Success podcast for our weekly episodes out now on all major podcasting platforms. See you there. All right, and before I jump into today's topic, first of all, I have to say thank you so much to those of you who've reached out to me this past week. As many of you may know, my mom lost her battle with cancer this past week. And so I spent all week planning her funeral and it was a very tough week for me. But the kindness that many of you have showed has truly touched me and I am so eternally grateful and thankful for that. And she's actually the inspiration for this episode today because we had so many people reach out show up to her wake, come to her funeral, watch her funeral, which we live streamed on her Team Laverne page. And the one common thing that everyone said about her was that she lived a life that left a legacy. And she truly did. As a teacher, she touched so many people's lives. And we talked about this, my family and I, and we said, you know what? She lived exactly the way she wanted to. She did everything she wanted. She was on the go and busy constantly until she got sick. And even a month before she got really sick, she was still working sometimes. She would go up and help out with a funeral home. And she was so good at it because she had compassion for other people. And that was the thing. When she found something that she liked, she would go after it, she would do it. And again, as everyone said, she left a legacy in our community. And it was very obvious and it was 
just astounding and heartwarming to see all of the people come up and tell their stories of how she touched them in one way or another. And so that led me to thinking about my own life, right? Am I living a life that would be described by some as a legacy? And it makes me think of the poem, The Dash. In that poem, a man speaks of the importance of not the birth and the death date, but rather the dash, those years that are represented in between, and how you live your life and the time that you spent. And in my family, we knew that she thought we were important to her. We knew that we were important to her because she always valued her family and spending time. And her students knew that they were important to her because she valued her students. She managed to make every single person feel like they were valued and loved. And that's not easy to do, and not everybody has that ability. So we were talking about that, why it's important, how you live your life, how you spend your time. You know, so often many of us go in survival mode, and we go into that autopilot mode where we just get up, we go to work, we do the same things over and over again, and we're living, but we're not really living. And you don't want to reach the end of your life and realize that the dash, that time in between your birth date and your death date, was spent doing nothing of importance, right? It was just a meager existence. It didn't have a lot of meaning. Nobody wants to get to the end of their life and regret. So my podcast today is all about ensuring that those years you're spending, your dash, becomes something worthy and that at the end of your life, you can say, I truly lived the way that I wanted to and I enjoyed my life. I didn't just survive my life. Nobody wants to just survive. I thrived. I created a life that I loved and I left a legacy for others. That's what we want to be able to say at the end of our lives. And so today I want to talk to you about How do you do that? How do you create a life of meaning where you follow your dreams and you're in alignment with everything that is meant for you? How do you do that? That's a very good question. So the first thing I'm going to talk to you about is if you're one of those people out there who feel stuck and you feel like, I don't even know what my dreams are. I don't even know anymore because I just wake up and I do the same thing over and over again and I don't feel like my life has any meaning. I don't feel like I matter. The first thing I wanna say to you is you absolutely matter and you do have purpose. We all come here with a purpose. Sometimes we forget. We sort of get that amnesia, right? When we come from the other realm into this one, into the earthly realm, we're here and we have a purpose and we have a plan for our lives. We forget what it is. So it's important for you to get in touch with why you came here. And one of the first ways to do that is to get in touch with that inner child. The inner child is the part of us that lights up when we do something that we enjoy. And for many of us, we've lost that spark. We don't know what that is anymore. So for my mom, working with children and being around children, that was her spark. She loved And it was the most interesting thing to watch, but there would be kids who would just flock to her. She was good with all kids and they immediately loved her. She just had something about her 
In fact, one time we were at Disney World and there was a picture of this in the slideshow that I made for her. She started smiling at this little girl. The little girl was maybe two, maybe not even two. And she was in her stroller and then she was holding my mom's hand. And next thing we know, the little girl falls asleep. She's still holding on to my mom's hand. She has her finger and she's just holding on to it. We took a picture of it. It was so precious. But that was her passion. That's what she loved. She loved helping. She loved children. She loves doing charity work and doing for others. So what is it that gives you that same spark? What lights you up? And sometimes we have to go back to connecting to that inner child when you were a kid or maybe when you were in high school. Was there something that you truly loved doing? You know, For some people, it was they were in the choir and they just loved it. So maybe... Your purpose doesn't have to be a career. It could be something you do as a hobby too. So perhaps singing in a choir is something that would bring you great joy. So, you know, for many people, the gift of music is an amazing gift. And that that was another gift my mom had. She lit up when she sang too. She actually filmed herself singing some songs that she loved. She did this for my grandmother who has since passed. But before my grandmother passed, she was in a nursing home. My mom recorded these songs on YouTube for her. And the interesting thing is the one song that she recorded for her, she recorded the same date two years earlier um, as the date that she passed. And so we had these beautiful recordings of her music, and we decided we wanted to use them in the service. And the minister, he said, I've never had anybody sing at their own funeral before. And we laughed and I thought, you know what? That's really cool that she did that. She provided this gift of music that we were then able to use. And as a singer, that is a gift that you give to others when you entertain others because it helps them and it makes them feel better. Maybe you were a musician. Maybe you write. Maybe that's your passion. We all have different passions. So connecting again to what it was that you did when you were younger that made you happy and brought you joy, whether it was when you were really little or when you were in high school, trying to connect again to your passion and to that inner child. Do a little reflective work. Sit down and grab a pen and paper and answer this question. When I was younger, I was happiest doing, and then start writing down what comes to you. When I was younger, I was happiest doing X, Y, or Z. I was happiest when I was singing. I was happiest when I was swimming. I was happiest when whatever, whatever comes to you, write that down. That can help us to tap into our purpose or into our passion in life. That's the first step. The second step in really ensuring that you live a life you live, love rather, is making sure that you're taking action towards doing what you love. Many of us go through the motions in life every day, and there's a difference between being in motion and actually taking action. When you're just sitting there and daydreaming that this is what I wanna do, but you don't actually take any actionable steps, that's going to create probably some feelings of depression or resentment for you because you're not actually moving towards the thing that you want. So it's better to take some actionable steps. And how do you do that? Before you start taking action, you need to set some goals for yourself. 
Now, in the education world, we talk about SMART goals. The acronym SMART helps us to remember that our goals have to be specific, they need to be meaningful, they have to be achievable, they must be realistic, and they must be trackable. So using that SMART system, you can actually sit down and think about, okay, what is my specific goal? My specific goal is that I want to change careers or I want to find a meaningful relationship. What is my specific goal? And then meaningful, why do you want this goal? I want this goal because if I get a new job, I might enjoy my career instead of dreading going to work every day. Or I want this relationship because I want to build community with someone. I want to build friendships. I want to build whatever. Because having community and friendships makes me happy. And then what all is involved in this goal? Is this achievable? Are there people in your life right now who are stopping you from achieving this goal? And why? What's happening with that? You know, are there people around you telling you that you're not able to achieve this goal? And then how are you going to achieve this goal? What action will you take? And then when will you pursue this goal? How long do you give yourself? So those are some ways that we can sit down and write these goals. What are your action steps going to be? So if your goal is to change careers, for example, what's your first actionable step? Maybe your first actionable goal is to sit down and think about what career path would make you happy. Maybe your next actionable goal is to start looking at universities online and seeing which universities offer which programs. Or maybe your first actionable step, maybe you like what you do, you just don't like where you are, is to just brush up your resume. Go and look at other people's resumes and see what their resumes look like, what qualifications the particular places you're looking for are looking for in a candidate. Those are actionable steps. Once you have some actionable steps that you can take, like for a relationship, for example, maybe you decide that you need to create an online dating profile because you're going to get yourself back out there again. Whatever it is, take that first actionable step. And then you have to schedule time to do it. This is where I think a lot of people get tripped up because they say, oh, I'm going to do this and it never gets done. So make sure that you schedule time to do it. And even write a reminder in your calendar if you need to. We have these phones that we carry around with us and they can actually create digital reminders. So why not use it to do that? The other thing is to commit to doing these actionable steps. Don't just say, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it, but commit to doing it. And one way you can do this is to reward yourself. For example, you can say, I'm going to create an online dating profile. And once I do this, I'm going to reward myself by going and buying myself a little something special. Or perhaps I allow myself to have a scoop of my favorite ice cream tonight as a treat. Whatever it is, you know what will be a reward for you that will motivate you to keep going. So when you do this, when you take your actionable step, make sure you reward yourself. Also, try to come up with some what-if statements. If you are fearing what could happen, 
then instead of just allowing the fear to overcome you and to overtake you, instead, try to come up with some scenarios. Let's say, for example, you're afraid that no one is going to click on your profile. Instead, say, if no one clicks on my profile, then I will. Maybe it means then I will make adjustments to my profile, then I will use a different picture, whatever it is. So using those if and then statements can help you to ward off any possible problems that could occur in the future. And it also allows you to let go of the fear of what could possibly happen. It's also important to make sure that the steps that you take are aligned with yourself. If something doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. Now you will be pushed out of your comfort zone a little bit and that's okay. That's important. Don't panic or freak out just because you feel a little bit uncomfortable. That's normal. But if it doesn't feel aligned with you, for example, if you're not the type of person who feels comfortable posting pictures on social media where perhaps maybe you're revealing skin because you're trying to attract someone, then don't do that because it's not aligned with you. Just make sure that your actionable steps are aligned with your goals. Another important thing to consider is you don't have to complete your actionable steps 100% of the time. If you complete them 80% of the time, that's okay. That's progress. So don't beat yourself up over that. Give yourself some grace. Allow yourself some room to fail sometimes because that's okay. Failing doesn't mean that this is fatal and it's never going to work for you. Failure, failing, that's just the first attempt in learning. It's all right. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect. You're not perfect. That's not a reality. So cut yourself some slack. Make sure that you are taking the actionable steps when you can. But if things don't go as planned, give yourself a break and show yourself some grace. Show yourself the same grace you would show someone else. It's also important that you check in with yourself every now and then and see where you are. And if you need to readjust your goals or rewrite them, that's okay too. You know, a lot of people, when you think about cooks, they'll make a recipe and you see in the comments, well, when I made this recipe, it didn't taste right. So I went back and I tried it again and I added this or I took away that. That's how you learn and that's how you grow. And recipes, even when you follow them to a T, they don't always turn out well. Sometimes things taste gross when you make them and you have to make adjustments. That's what this is like too. Reflect often on how things are going and am I able to meet this goal given my current actionable steps? No? What do I need to tweak? You know, for a lot of people, business owners sometimes, they'll set goals for themselves and they'll say, okay, I'm going to post on social media this many times a week. And then they go back and look and they realize that so posting on social media that many times a week didn't really do anything to affect their business. They didn't gain any new traction. So to keep doing that over and over again, if it's not working, doesn't really make sense. Maybe they decide instead to try making a TikTok video and posting it there. And then they did get a little, a lot of traction there. Well, then they're going to keep doing that. But if things are not working, it's absolutely okay to make adjustments. And in fact, you need to, because you're not going to get the results you want if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, and it's not working for you. 
reflect often, and go back and change what needs to be changed. It's definitely worth it. And the big thing is, check in with yourself too to see, does this still fulfill me? Am I still happy doing this? Because if that changes at any point, it's okay to scrap it and start over. People are often afraid that I've been making this mistake for so long or I've been doing this for so long and it's not working out and I should keep trying. And But if it's not something that brings you passion anymore, it's okay to adjust that too. Just make sure that you are always checking in and doing some reflection with yourself. Is this still aligned with me? Is this still what I want? The other thing that is important is to celebrate all of your wins. Don't focus on what happens at the very end. Instead, focus on the little wins along the way because that is what is going to keep you motivated and keep you going. Don't focus on having to have that dream job at the end. Instead, focus on today I got my resume done and it looks really good. Tomorrow I'm going to call and try to schedule an interview with this company. So focus on the little steps along the way and then celebrate them when they work out and you get a win. That is a huge motivator. And if I were to always look at the end result, I would have been discouraged right away. If I only looked at my numbers and what what my podcast is doing and who's listening and all of those things, if that's the only thing I was concerned about, I might have quit a long time ago because it's been a slow but steady growth. It's not about the end result per se. It is. Obviously, you want to get there, but it's important to focus on the here and the now and what you're doing in the here and the now. Focus on the present moment and celebrate each little win as they come. And if you do all of these things, eventually you will be living a life that is going to bring you that fulfillment, that meaningfulness in the dash living your life to its fullest, leaving a legacy for others. That's how we do that, by living our best life and being our most authentic self. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And I also want to say that if you're having trouble with this, if you're struggling, and that is normal, working with a coach or a counselor is a great way to help you. Sometimes it's hard for us on our own to really sit down and plot out what our goals are, what do we want to do, what the end result. Having someone there to help you is always a great idea. It's a little extra support and sometimes just to get you on the right track too. Doing things on our own will sometimes only take us so far and then we need a little encouragement and help from someone else and that's okay too. And if you want to work with me, I'd love to work with you. I offer coaching sessions and you can purchase them through my website at melissaoatman.com. You can even just book a free discovery call and we can chat and see if I am able to help you, if our energy aligns, uh, but I would love to work with you. So the card I pulled today is a daily angel oracle card from the Magical Messages from the Fairies Oracle Deck by Doreen Virtue, and it is Be Yourself. This situation calls for you to be your authentic self which is the basis for your personal power. And that is so true. When we are being our authentic self, everything else tends to fall into place. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. Please share my podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. 
And as always, I am also sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.